right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oh Snap, an MCU podcast. This one covering Black Widow, the uh, one-off Marvel Cinematic Universe feature film featuring Black Widow, which, you know, we'll discuss, but maybe it's years too late. <laughs> I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I'm joined by Marcely Jean-Pierre. Yo, Snap. Keen Cobb. Oh, Snap. And Rob Alessiani. Oh, Snap. There we are. All right. Uh, before we get to the Black Widow part of the podcast, I do want to mention that in addition to the podcast that we do here on Crossroads Comedy Theater, we also do live shows for as long as we can do them. God damn it, get vaccinated. Uh, the next one coming up is August 13th through the 15th and features in some variation everybody on this podcast and many of the people that do with the other podcasts that we do uh and then after that in september the philly fringe festival i'm going to start plugging that on everything we do that is september 22nd through the 27th the festival runs throughout the month of september and even dips in its toes into october our part of that is november is uh, september 22nd through the 27th and a lot of great shows which will be linked in the episode notes all right let's hit those first impressions it's been a couple weeks for me uh i'm sure it has for for you as well so we'll break this down a little bit uh into um, some easy to swallow caplets uh starting with our first impressions marcely i enjoyed the movie i i saw online that there was like some mixed reviews and some people were bad mouthing the movie for whatever reason um so I tried to ignore that going into the theater and, and just tried to be as open-minded as possible. And yeah, I thought that it was like pretty much like par for the course of when it comes to like your, your average Marvel movie. You know, I thought the action was great. The fighting scenes were great. Um, the storyline was, was solid um, in terms of just like how much I cared about um, Black Widow, uh, Natasha um, and her story. It, Obviously, yeah, but it definitely feels like it's it's years too late for me to like actually be as involved or um, as engaged in her um, her background and her story um, as I would have been. But I, I still think it was a fun movie. Um, I think they had um, a nice balance of humor. Um, I thought Yelena was the star of the the movie. She stood out to me, and her performance was great. Um, yeah, and I, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was like as good as like like Thor and you know those you know the the mid movies, the, the yeah. mid MCU. Movies. Sure, yeah, the M MCU. Yeah, uh, Keen. Uh, yeah, I just realized after listening to Marsley, uh, I must be a Marvel Mark, and Mark is uh, what you would call a fan that's like too much. Uh, because I loved every goddamn fucking second of that movie, okay? Um, uh, I'm, be- I'm very amped up, had- didn't have a great day, so I'm going to just pour it all out in this. So look, here's what happened. Um, first and foremost, I love the character of, um, I love the, the Black Widow character. The fact that she can, mind you, people, for as much as people like rag on, on, on Hawkeye, they don't make any of that noise when it comes to Black Widow. The yeah. fact that she's the other human with a god, a rich playboy, and and superpowered beings all over the place. Mm-hmm. She handles business. She does great. And the fact that they were able to finally flesh out why and how she got to where she was within the MCU, I think was really appreciative. Because like everybody had, except for Hawkeye, which I think is going to come with that series, mm-hmm. but like everybody had like a backstory. Everybody like saw an origin. When the first time we saw her, she was already ready to go in uh, i think iron man two or three i can't remember if it was two or three um i think two but um yeah i, I love you know, yelena belova she stole the movie she was amazing um and i i don't want to ruin i mean we're gonna talk about it later but like i think uh the guy the guy the uh the actor that played um uh fuck red uh, guardian? The, thank you red guardian uh he is definitely a close second favorite because like randomly i'll just be walking around somewhere like and there he was captain america (laughs) and just like and like the the family aspect of of it i really enjoyed even though like they were the whole time they were fighting like we're not a real family and then yelena 
was like, it was real to me. I was the youngest, dumbest one. So don't ruin this. Like I, it was real. Um, I love that. Thanks to doing, doing this podcast. And, um, I, I look for little things of like, does it pay off? Like, are, why are they showing me this? And everything in that movie led to something and meant something like even in the, in the opening credits, they showed a bunch of pigs for some reason. And you saw why, <laughs> because it went back to it as far as like the training and how she developed the, um, the serum or whatever. So, um, I love this movie. I love the fact that this is the first movie I saw in theaters for in a very long time. Yeah, I love just being uh, wrapped up by it. Um, I thought Taskmaster was really good. Um, I hope it's not a. I hope they bring back like the quote unquote real Taskmaster, Taskmaster in a um, different movie or like uh, the closer to like the comic book character. But uh, yeah, it was great. I loved it. Oop, Rob. Um, I echo a lot of what I heard. I absolutely love this movie. Let, let's say right off the bat, uh, through no, not through design, but just through sheer uh, fate and who was available tonight, this is all guys. <laughs> and, and this movie for sure dealt with some, a lot of the women in my life who love the MCU, uh, friends, my wife, like got emotional during a lot of parts of this movie. And I did too, um, because it dealt with some heavy shit in a mm-hmm. way that like Marvel is trying to tackle lately, which was mm-hmm. really cool to see. Um, and they they were pleased with the way I'm, you know, they're not a monolith, but some of the women who I'm closest to in my life really, really loved that this movie did what it did. Uh, I loved watching um, Black Widow uh, beat up Harvey Weinstein. That was really great. Um, <laughs> I loved, uh, I loved a lot of this. I, I will say, um, you know how Marvel does that thing where they'll like storyboard something like years ahead of time. They'll storyboard something out like real rough. And they'll be like, these are the characters, just the base characters we're going to see. This is kind of what their design looks like. And then the CGI team will just start working on those big fight scenes, aerial fight scenes, like years before any actor hits a set. And I think this movie... Um, uh this movie more than a lot of the ones lately that showed where like the pacing would change so quickly where it was like this kind of very down to earth almost like like yeah like a family movie and then these giant like over the top aerial fight scenes which looked but felt very like jarring to me based on like how where this movie uh, took me to then where it like left me towards the end. So mm-hmm. more than most of the recent um, Marvel stuff, I was like, oh, they made this scene years before they finalized a script or they started like storyboarding this scene out like maybe before they knew the direction. Um, at least that's what it felt like. Um, but I loved it. I thought uh, there were a lot of standout roles, but yeah, um, uh, Pew 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 was incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, David Harbour is a joy in anything he is in. Um, we'll get to it later. No, sp- but spoilers. We got to see Elaine Bennis again. That was really nice. I want to talk about that a lot because I think there's, <laughs> I think there was some trickery when it comes to that. I want, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it it was, it was a ton of fun, and it was we it was weird, honestly. Now, like most of the Marvel I've consumed in the last year has been episodic. It was almost weird to just watch like a two hour yeah. movie and have yeah. it be like a, 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 you know, a concise thing. So, uh, you know, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much to add that's uh, not already been said. I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, as Keen pointed out, uh, it, this being a lot of people's first time back in the theater, uh, I think it's a great movie to, to have been that. Uh, it was, I think there's, very few people that are going to be extremely disappointed by this movie. It, it did what it was set out to do. It told a story, told it pretty well, had some great effects, had great performances, uh, and filled in some some story gaps mm-hmm. uh, for um, stuff that just came out and then stuff that happened, you know, a long while back. And also kind of served to set up some things a little bit to, to come uh, in a way, uh, which we shall chat about. Uh, definitely loved the... Um, What's her name? Florence Pugh. Yeah. Florence Pugh in there. Uh, yeah, definitely felt again agreeing with Keen here. I think that uh, felt like the star of the um, of the of the film, 
and uh, we'll chat about it. But I feel like probably going to be back, right? Yeah. yeah? Got okay. To. Got <laughs> yeah. To. Uh, and I'm a big uh, Rachel Weiss fan. Uh, yeah. And anytime you see good. her or something, do something action-y, it's always with, um, like, conviction. Like, she really puts her like heart and soul into it, and there's a lot of humor in how she does those things. So even playing this kind of character, there's, like, a, a heart and a, a soul that, that comes through. So I'm just a big fan in, in general. Um, and she's got something else coming out, too. I can't remember what it is uh, that's action-y. Can't remember. Anywho... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm part of the, the Weiss fan club, I guess. Um, all right, let's, uh, we talked a little bit about this already. I want to move into general casting and performances. Uh, people that you felt stood out. We already talked a little bit about some, um, people that you maybe felt were miscast, uh, anything along those lines and general performances of said people. Yeah. I know like, that. Can I ask a, oh, no, go, go ahead, go ahead, Rob. Can I ask a quick question just for mm -hmm. my own, like. Uh, wrapping my head around and maybe for the listeners too who which one did anyone besides me watch this on disney plus i did not okay i was I curious how our experiences yeah. may have been different because i'm the only one who watched it on small screen okay yeah but, um yeah i was just gonna say i i know um that so yeah like i said before uh, prior to seeing the movie I saw online that some people were complaining about the movie or whatever, giving it like bad reviews. I'm gonna um, need to see a screen cap of that because I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like it was. It's again, it's just dumb shit. Like, and we we talk about this type of stuff on the podcast often. Um, like, some people were just very nitpicky, and uh, a lot of people were complaining about Taskmaster. Um, and I think within the confines of the movie and within the confines of the story that they were telling. It was that I felt like there was nothing wrong with the Taskmaster character. Obviously, some people were disappointed that it was it deviated so much from the comic book. Um, for me, I wasn't that familiar with the comic book character anyway, so like it didn't harm my my uh, my viewing experience. Um, but yeah, a lot of people said that that you know they they should have went in a different direction with that, but um, I, I didn't mind it, and and you know making the taskmaster character um first of all but making it a woman um i think just fits with with the story also like and it kind of fits with like some of the themes um that they were uh touching on and um yeah I, and in terms of like characters that i liked i, I think everybody really kind of killed it i i um, I think Scarlett Johansson did what she needed to do. Um, she she had the emotion um, and the range. Obviously, Florence Pugh stole the show again. Um, but yeah, there was like a nice balance of emotion and also the humor that we got from from David Harbour and and Florence Pugh. Um, it was it was great. And um, what's uh, the younger version of um, of uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, um, Natasha, um, she reminded me of um, in the professional when uh, Natalie Portman, the uh, little girl, she she really reminded me of of her, and she is her mom is the like I can't remember her mom's name, but yeah, she her her mom is an actress and she looks exactly like her. Yeah, her name is Ever Anders Anderson, and she's got three credits. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and two of them, and only two of them are have been out so far, and then one of them Don't is worry. Black Widow. <laughs> no worries. So good for her. Yeah, good for her. Probably be in the business for a while. Yeah, uh, Rob. Um, I thought casting was was pretty damn on point. I I, I couldn't point to someone who I would be like, ah, eh, that seemed a little wonky. Um, even David Harbour, like going into it, I was skeptical. I love David Harbour. I think he's great. But, um, and I wasn't really, from, you know, I read a little bit of The Red Guardian. That wasn't really in comics that I frequented when I was coming up. But um, I kind of was just like, is this going to be a joke the whole time? And is that going to be distracting? And, and the answer to the first question is kind of yes, it was a joke the whole time. But no, it wasn't distracting to me. It was actually really well done. He had... Um, he had a lot of um, like sadness in him, which which came through, even though he was like a very jokey, you know, obviously the the comic relief character, the only um, male protagonist in a film that was heavily dominated wonderfully 
by um, by women. Uh, and I think he, I, I, I was also worried that they were just gonna like make the film, like center it around him to make it more palatable to a broader audience. But like, it was not centered around him. He was a fun side character that added some comedic timing, um, you know, drove the plot in the beginning for sure. And um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. And yeah, and Florence Pugh is good in literally everything. Uh, I loved, uh, I loved Midsummer, and I was really happy to see her in another movie where she's just giving terrible men their just due. <laughs> she said, uh, she little women? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, because uh, after this, I went and uh, whenever I see somebody I like, I, I try to find uh, videos of them on YouTube, and she brings that up because it was a video of her yeah, eating specific uh, British food, and it was hilarious. She's great, like crazy great personality. Um, yeah, like like Rob was saying, I can't put a finger on a wrong or a bad um, a wrong or a bad um, casting. Um, the only thing that like, and I could kind of see where different nerds would be upset with like the Taskmaster character because Taskmaster, ugh, I keep saying Masker, Taskmaster <laughs> is really fucking cool. It's a great character. Um, but his character in the comic book, if I remember right, he has like a, 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 he has a, a natural ability to like copy people. And it was heightened with like a, like a form of like a super soldier serum. So that's why like he's that, great or crazy or whatever um but the to that cast the way that they did in the movie makes complete sense and it goes back to what i was saying before as far as like having um everything means something like there wasn't any kind of loose ends or like uh why they show us that if it didn't mean anything like um the fact that it was excuse me the fact that it was that dude's daughter and when they took the mask off and i was like oh my god she has had no life. She just was raised and kept alive to do this, which kind of like pulls at your uh, heartstrings a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I can't think of a bad, a bad pick in this entire movie. Yeah, uh, I agree with all that. Yeah, I can't think of anybody that's been uh, a poor choice. I think it was Rob that brought it up on the previous podcast. Uh, that uh, I'm looking at the IMDb, and I think I have this right. Sarah Finn. Uh, who has been one of the casting folks for just about every single Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, production, including Black Widow. Uh, and damn, doing you know, knocking it out of the park every single time with the uh, with the, with the casting choices. Um, yeah, David Harbour, fantastic. Uh, we have, we've mentioned multiple times that Florence Pugh has uh, stolen the show. Love Rachel Weisz. Um, I want to see. We'll talk about what, what the deal with uh, Black Widow, uh, ScarJo, uh, is within anything coming up. And, you know, there might, might not be anything based on some, some news uh, that we'll chat about quickly. Um, but I definitely want to see Florence Pugh again. I uh, would love to see David Harbour pop back in there and Rachel Weisz. I don't know what parts they have in things to, things to come, but, you know, if they're doing any kind of Secret Wars, big things, um, you know, multiverse sort of shit, even if it's bit parts here and there, I want to see, I want to see each of those, those three pop in because they were great characters, well portrayed by excellent actors. Yeah, and there's a bunch of Black Widows, uh, just like, yeah. <laughs> that are available to be used, uh, I guess, throughout different uh, MCU properties in the future. So um, I'm sure Hawkeye is going to, you know, have expose us to a little bit more uh, uh, characters that were in this movie. And then who knows what else we'll get. So I'm, I, I'm pretty confident that we'll we'll see a number of uh, these characters again. Yeah. And Hawkeye just got a uh, November uh, premiere. I don't know if there was an exact date that was listed because uh, I didn't click. But uh, I'm busy. I got things to do. Can't be, can't be clicking on everything. Uh, but it is. Uh, it's looking like November for for that oh, yeah. for that one. Yeah. Oh, and so then he, he was listening to Wyclef's The Carnival. Then uh. one could only assume. I guess. <laughs> uh, let's move into casting uh, or from casting and performances to the plot and how it fits in or how it fit in to things. Uh, previously, previous to this, uh, overall, I thought it was thought it was pretty good. 
um, the, uh, that, that this is more of a post credits thing, but we can wrap that in too. Uh, as far as, um, the count Contessa, Contessa goes, um, Rob and I think Marceline maybe Keen were talking on, I don't know, snap earlier, uh, weeks ago about something that was supposed to happen in this movie or that someone was supposed to debut in this movie. Was this the thing? Was this the, the cameo that was supposed to debut? If it was, I'm completely, I'm sorry. I didn't expect to see her at all. Um, yeah. I, I don't remember talking about a possible like pop up here at all. Um, I know that before, even before like more previews were coming out, I know like a lot of people were thinking that, and I, I thought I had an idea about it too. I thought that there was like a, a um, a good old switcheroo that like the Scarlet, the Scarlet, I must say Scarlet Witch, the um, <laughs> the Black Widow that we've seen uh, was actually Elena and not um, and not uh, Natasha, Natasha, um, because of the the vest and the blonde hair. But they literally cleaned that up. It was like, here's why she has the vest. Here's why her hair was blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was cool that they cleaned that up. Um, but no, I don't remember hearing about a possible cameo or anything. So that's why when I saw uh, when I saw Val, that kind of like threw me off. But I'm sorry. But I think I think they added that later. I don't think yeah. I don't think that scene was there in the in the first cut that was supposed to release last year i think after they put her in uh falcon winter soldier they went back and and added that later on i don't think that was the original um mid-scene or a post-credit scene okay that makes sense uh because it has been several weeks since i've seen this film and as i talk about it even though i'm bringing up the subjects i'm remembering as we talk <laughs> what mm-hmm. the hell's going on mm-hmm. so i'm remembering this post credit scene and i think it's where contessa shows um uh elena right uh yeah who is responsible for uh natasha's death and it's it's hawkeye mm-hmm. so that makes sense that she would probably end up appearing in the hawkeye tv series mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. rob do you know what i'm talking about yeah, so it was Tab that okay. started talking about it, and and she said, "I'm not going to say what it is, but there's there was supposed to be this big reveal." I suspect oh, yeah. uh, I, I didn't see anything else that could qualify for kind of what Tab was was um, you know insinuating. Um, so yeah, may, maybe it was supposed to be that uh, that the the the, the Countess. Uh, didn't show up on, you know, was supposed to show up in this first. Um, I think it worked. I don't think there was any kind of like, I didn't like be like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Like, no, this, you know, this is around when she's kind of putting together it, it you know, the, 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 the thunder, uh, what is it? Thunderbirds? Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. The Thunderbirds. Yeah. It would have <laughs> been that. Uh, the Thunderbolts, um, you know, they're, they're, there's all these little super teams they're kind of putting together in bits and pieces right now uh, at the same time. So, you know, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolts, Young Avengers, just every single, because I think Yelena is, no, she's not also a Young Avenger, but who the hell knows? Like Marvel can do whatever yeah. the hell it wants. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one of the Kangs is a Young Avenger. So everyone, everyone gets to be a Young Avenger <laughs> yeah. at some point. Just check under your career. seats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought, uh, I thought the plot, uh, served it well. I thought it, as I'm giving a ton of projects, MCU and otherwise, like I'm giving it a pretty wide berth in terms of how, like much of a stickler for certain stuff I'm going to do. If you had to do anything during the pandemic, because like, (laughs) you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier and, um, you know, all these projects that just had to scramble to like get something cut and out there. I just respect the hell out of it. And I'm sure this, you know, it was in, in that category too, of like, A, they had to push it back, not even for the pandemic, but it was supposed to come out when it would have been a little more relevant. And then it got pushed back again because of, you know, the global pandemic. And uh, I thought it was just a really, I thought it was a great story. It 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 uh, answered a few questions. It posed a few more. I have 
you know, I have no doubt that most, if not all of these characters we're going to see again. I, I would hope so. Um, quick, quick question. Does the, um, if Val was supposed to be in this first, because if I, I, I do not remember at all, but like, was Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be first in the lineup of the uh, series? I think yeah. so. Yes, yeah. it was. It, it was it, initially it was supposed to be the first TV series that came out. Because that's the case, that makes perfect sense. Because the way the way Contessa or way Val was talking about, um, she's already worked with Yelena. Yelena's like, "Yo, leave yeah. me alone." I told you, I'm taking the break. Leave me alone. So like that that team is already like somewhat established and the fact that at that point or later on so now now i gotta go back and try to figure out what year or when that when all that happened uh because uh then then she goes in and, and gets uh john walker so or was that before was john walker already with? <laughs> i don't know i'm go i'm gonna be in the rabbit hole later on today <laughs> mm -hmm. all right uh plot wise it, it got the job done like i said earlier uh it wasn't anything groundbreaking i think if you watch any kind of spy movie yeah uh there are multiple ones. Don't ask me to name any right now. I'm not going to do it. But just trust mm. me. I know there are plenty um, that kind of uh, map this general storyline uh, of somebody that's that's caught up, and you have to kind of break them free of the of the of the spell, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you you layer in the the superhero stuff, the Marvel stuff, the 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 fun characters, and you just got a, you just got a good movie. Um, I love good time. I love the fact that, um, like you said, it is it is pretty much. I don't want to say copy and paste, but we've definitely seen this kind of thing before. But um, the part of it that I really enjoyed and they kind of heightened it, obviously, was the fact that when um, when uh, Natasha brought the damn vials back, and she was and Yelena was like, "I thought you were gonna like show it to your super friends or whatever," and she's like, "Yeah, we're not <laughs> on speaking terms." So it's yeah. perfectly placed that. Yeah, of course she's seeing it. She would go immediately, like, "Hey, what is this?" But now she's like, "Yo, I, you saw, I, I saw that you need help, so I'm here." And she's like, "What the fuck? Why'd you bring it back?" Like, mm -hmm. so that was cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love the dynamic between the uh, Natasha and Yelena. Um, just kind of how it morphs too. It's like they have they had the history, but when they first kind of get reunited, it's mm -hmm. like definitely rocky. It, there's a lot there. Um, there's obviously tension between the two of them, but you can still see like there's hints um, of that sisterly bond and that that sisterly relationship. And I, I just love the ways in which uh, Yelena just knows how to break the tension and just like, you know, <laughs> have those like funny moments right after getting into like a little bit of a heated argument. Mm -hmm. um, she, she just made a lot of, she, she was a big reason why, um, you know, it was such an enjoyable ride for me, you know? Yeah, and that feeling, that kind of clicking expands when the the whole unit is back to, together, too. Yeah. And they, they kind of talk about, you know, we're all family again, eh? <laughs> we have a good time. Um, yeah, so, and that, that kind of was one of our bullet points here to discuss is that general family dynamic that they have because the, that's of the few things that I did read is that a lot of people were making like that is the heart of this of this film uh, and kind of maybe speaks to what Rob was talking about earlier, which is you have these kind of heart family moments and then out of nowhere, seemingly out of nowhere, it's just like bang, crash, boom, kinds of kinds of things. Um, yeah. Other general thoughts? Crash, boom in this in this movie. <laughs> there was. Yeah, it was. I wish they would bring back on screen uh, onomatopoeia. <laughs> boom. That would be. That would be yeah. dope. Mm -hmm. Maybe now the best movie. Maybe oh, that would yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, really quickly. Um, Mila uh, Jovovich is um, Ever Anderson's mom. So no uh, shit. Yeah, uh, Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you look at her, I mean, she looks exactly like her. Uh, that makes like... sense because her one of her her only other credits is a Resident Evil. Oh really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where is she? Ever Anderson. But, those yeah. movies are like the definition of guilty pleasure movies. I, 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 I will not turn that movie on if it comes on like flipping through channels late at night. I, I love I, Resident I, I Evil. Like that movie. I yeah. like. I like both. I like a lot of those movies. Yeah, she uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter, uh, twenty sixteen. She plays young Alicia. Uh, so yeah, Black Widow, Resident Evil, and Peter Pan and Wendy, which is coming in coming to theaters in twenty twenty two. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, I have not seen the Resident Evil on Netflix yet. It's, a, I think, an anime uh, miniseries. Check it out. Yeah, it looks decent. I haven't seen it myself yet, either. All right. Any other thoughts on plot, post-credits, general family dynamic? Uh, the, the dynamic, um, I, I mean, cause like, I enjoyed it a lot because I keep, I, not, I, I hate sounding like a broken record cause I feel like I, I do that all the time on the show, but, uh, I love that everything that they did as kids, they brought it back. Like you're upside down, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. the, um, the song just like, just showing like whatever you did growing up it kind of sticks with you like no matter what even as fucking wild and crazy as it is as they were uh separated like they were which was very forcefully and really fucked up um but yeah it's just like no matter what whatever like form of family you have it stays with you it sticks with you so like mm -hmm. that was really cool to see throughout the whole movie oh one more thing i'm sorry and yelena i think the reason why it was so funny is because she played it so honest and so like straight face like yeah uh two of the favorite lines in it was like this is a cool way to die and then when she's like <laughs> on the table like this is this is not a cool way to die like it's just <laughs> just the callbacks and then the uh the 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 when she when she talked about how she landed you do the you pose you oppose the, the flip and when she did it she's <laughs> yeah, like oh, this? disgusting <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was great yeah yeah I, I really do appreciate it. and i know rob was talking about it earlier um when we were talking about our initial uh, takes on it, but um, just, I, I really appreciate how Marvel has been handling the like heavy subject matter. You know what I mean? Like they, they talked about human trafficking. They, they, they talked about, um, you know, female genital mutilation. Like that's heavy, that's heavy shit. Mm -hmm. And um they just they the way that they that they were able to pull it off it, it, it's just it's digestible um but it's not like they're it didn't feel like they were shying away from anything you know um so i i really do appreciate how bold that marvel has been like especially within the series the um you know the three series on disney plus that they put out um, and I feel like it's carrying, it definitely carried over into this movie as well. Um, because prior to that, like there's, you know, I, I feel like a lot of um, the subject matter is pretty surface level. Um, but when it I, I feel like like in the past like couple of years, like they've just gotten a lot more bold. And maybe it's because they, they know that, you know, people are gonna watch it regardless and we don't have to play it so safe anymore. But um, I really did appreciate it all. Yeah. Any other thoughts? No? Okay, so what happens with uh, Black Widow from here? She dies in the one timeline, or, you know, dies, uh, fell into, like, the, the soul pit or whatever it was, right? Yeah, yeah she's replaced. I, I would assume that uh, we follow Yelena at this point, because I, I don't, I just don't think that we need any more Natasha. Like, right. Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> I know we're going to talk about the lawsuit, um, but, like... <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. I think she's done. Her yeah, she's part. like, I know, Ma, I know I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, everybody, every other major character has passed on the mantles of somebody else, like, um, yeah. for the most part. And um, yeah, I think I think her her watch has ended. <laughs> yeah. From what I hear, I think uh Yelena eventually takes over either the mantle of either Black Widow or White Widow, either one. And um and has like a vital character in the comic book series eventually. So not maybe not vital, but doesn't definitely has like a run as that character. Um, so and the fact that she just stole this movie, Marvel isn't dumb. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring her back for other movies. So yeah. Yeah. Rob, anything to add? I feel like I, I I'm in the dark because I had no idea that there was a that there was no i had no idea that there was some lawsuit so i'm very curious what all that means but okay I, I before i heard that i was sticking with my normal um position of nobody dies like nobody's ever going to be really gone not you know we will see robert downey jr on screen as tony stark again in something whether it's just like a little cameo here and there or something bigger 
you know, Cap will be back. Uh, and, and like um, Steve Rogers' cat will be back. We have a new cat and it's fucking dope. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know that anybody really dies in the MCU. I think there's absolutely a place for Natasha Romanoff in future, like, prime timeline the current i don't even know <laughs> that's where i left loki with which is going like so what's going on in like <laughs> yeah. the timeline we're used to right now like that was my main question yeah um but yeah i think there's a place for natasha in there if you know well no natasha um natasha romanoff might be back but i don't know who's gonna be playing her <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well that's this is very true um so yeah i thought um i think I love. I liked all these characters a lot. I've always liked Black Widow. Um, I've always liked Scarlet. We didn't talk too much about Scarlet's portrayal, but I thought this was like the the, the most kind of meat she got to chew on the whole yeah, time. For sure, for based sure. on like the rest of the film, which of course it's her named movie, so <laughs> yeah, if she yeah. that would make sense. But Oops. <laughs> yeah, good lord. Um, but Oops, already it, guardian. It would it would suck <laughs> to me. It would suck to me if it's like, oh, the 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 way that everybody, uh, the way that every other character kind of starts, that's where you're ending. Like, you know, you don't, you get a name movie and then you're out. And yeah. and I, I don't know. I I would just when you've really made this character, you gave this character its due that it should have had since the beginning, and like now it's over. That would suck to me. Yeah. But who knows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they killed her off already. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like, like they killed her in, like, you know, Soulstone way. Yeah. Who, who, who's to say? Supernatural yeah, death. Yeah. And, and we got multiverses now. So, like, all bets are off. Yeah. We could have, like, Cat Widow, and it's a cat plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving into the lawsuit. So, here's the, the, the gist uh, the deal that. Scarlett Johansson had with the Black Widow film with Disney was based mostly, her pay was based mostly on the box office receipts, the box office sales um, of the film. And then Disney did the thing where they were like, hey, you know, why don't we just release it on Disney Plus as well, which they are not counting as part of box office sales. So there is something like $200 million between U.S. and overseas box office sales and something like 60 to $80 million in Disney Plus premium sales that are not being counted towards that. So she is count, she is suing for breach of contract, which I didn't go to law school, <laughs> but seems pretty breachy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, seems pretty breachy. Um, but think, Disney, oh, go ahead, Keen. I was going to say, I don't know if I'm cutting you off. Or I obviously am, but um, I know if you're going to say this next, but like, I think Disney only only kind of uh, argument is like, hey, yeah, we didn't expect a fucking pandemic, so sorry, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we got to make money this, too. The just there. Everybody's um, gonna. Hang on one second, Rob. I just want to. I do want to read Disney's yeah. horrible statement. <laughs> it is <laughs> the fucking worst. Um, there is no merit whatsoever to this filing, Disney said in a statement Thursday. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Ms. Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she received to date. So they, their argument isn't just, hey, pandemic, but also exposure. <laughs> you know? Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. <laughs> I love that you can get to be Scarlett Johansson level famous, and people still, still want to pay show. you an exposure. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> improv it doesn't right? change. Yeah. It doesn't fucking terrible. Wow. Okay. Jeez. Uh, yeah, that seems. Uh, this is all. This is all saber rattling. Like they're going to settle out of court, and you know she'll get five million more or whatever uh you know who the hell knows but like everybody wants to make money scarlett yeah, johansson's not gonna sure. not do another movie if you know it's a big payday and mm -hmm. Disney's not gonna not make one if it's a big payday they're gonna figure yeah. this is all lawyers talking to lawyers yeah especially if feige's like we kind of need her <laughs> we kind of need her for yeah. this next this next big part you know we're doing this or, that or the other thing and you know she's pretty pivotal so, yeah. but that's if like, I, at, at this point, I really I, I'm trying to think like since our uh, 
on the last topic of thinking of like what's next for Black Widow, um, Natasha specifically, I don't know how necessary she is at this point. I don't know. I feel like they very much could move forward without her and and mm-hmm. just like kind of you know have people talk about her and reference All her. Right, Mars. Who's gonna calm down the Hulk? Please, I'm just that, saying. Man. True. That's True. that's what makes it interesting. We gotta. Nobody can calm down the Hulk now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. I'm just. I know Kevin Feige was just like looking over a spec script, and it was just called Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow eats a planet, and he's like, we have to make this. <laughs> yeah. we, have to, we have to get her back. It, mm-hmm. It's in the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, then let's hit the um, uh, what's next for the pod. And what is next for the pod is what if the are we, series. Are we doing Transformers next? Is, yeah. is that what that is? <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing this pod is becoming a NASCAR podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, the series, which begins in like two weeks or so. Uh, so we'll have I, some people want to discuss that. Yeah. I'm extremely excited because... Uh, even though Hasbro did me dirty a few weeks ago, uh, my, my toys aren't coming in the way they should. But they showed... <laughs> the way they uh, should. No, meaning delivered to my house. Uh, they claim oh. that it's not delivered. Whatever, mm. that's a, I'm right. working on that with FedEx now. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but uh, they show like what was available as far as like pre-orders for like uh, action figures uh, from the series or whatever. And they had, they had Sylvie, which looks amazing. Um, and I don't want to give anything away because the only one that they did show that I can that it that was shown so, so far was um, uh, T'Challa, T'Challa Star Lord. They have a, a certain version of uh, of um, Spider Man, which I'm very excited to see that episode now, and a certain version of um, of Doctor Strange. So even just from like the toy previews, that makes me more hyped to watch the show because I think it's gonna be. Uh, absolutely bonkers. So I can't wait for that to start. And this, uh, this is an animated show, right? Yeah. Yes, but it's canon. Yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm getting at. Like, it's going to be part of the whole universe, which is crazy. (laughs) Which means, it seems as though, like, I'm sure it's a lot cheaper to to do a lot of, like, cool and crazy things that they wanted wanted to do for the series um, Mm -hmm. by doing it animated. So, uh, with that, I'm anticipating it being extremely ambitious. Um, you know, given the the shows that we've already gotten, I feel like Loki was extremely ambitious um, and WandaVision absolutely was as well. So kind of like seeing what direction they're able to go in with this, um, especially now that we've been exposed to the multiverse and all these different timelines. Um, it, it just feels like there's like no limit to how far they're able to go with this. So I'm super excited about it too. and. You know, it's it's uh, it's bittersweet to see Chad Chadwick's last performance. Yeah. Um, so definitely looking forward to that and being able to pay homage um, by supporting our guy. Yeah, I, I'm very curious. Um, on top of all that, I agree with everything. Um, I'm very curious to see kind of like what um, like it's a cartoon, so I'm curious to see. It, like I'm kind of used to Marvel shows cursing at me. <laughs> and I'm oh, curious to cuss. see. You think so? Yeah. You think this is gonna be cartoons with cussing? I love as cartoons the guy as the guy that watches too much car too many cartoons. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. I the only reason I and, and so they do the other shows have been on Disney Plus that's had cussing. Uh, welcome to Cussing Corner, by the way. It's a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I'm curious if a cartoon on Disney Plus will will they just tone it down a little bit because you know, it's, it is a platform that at least seems like they're marketing more towards like families, um, and with, and kids, um, where have we gotten way. cussing already? Like at this point in terms of the, the TV shows, the, uh, they say, sh- they say shit, they say shitty, <laughs> uh, on, uh, on like Loki. I don't think we've gotten an F-bomb yet. I haven't, I haven't no. seen an F-bomb, but yeah, I remember an F-bomb. it could happen. Um, <laughs> what if? Happen. Yeah. <laughs> what, what if what if, what if, <laughs> what if what if dr strange said fuck <laughs> for an episode. entire episode <laughs> holy shit there's a big fucking spell book <laughs> <laughs> holy that shit my hands. wow <laughs> um uh, yeah 
So I'm curious about that, but what if was always one of my favorite, you know, imprints of the Marvel canon uh, back when I was growing up. So I, I am I am stoked for this. I, I you know it, it's a shame my wife has to give birth to my son. Real shame. Uh, the show's gonna be out because I'm just gonna have to like. I guess this is the first Marvel I'm gonna expose this kid to. <laughs> We're gonna be watching it together while I try to make sure you know he stays uh, you know alive, alive. <laughs> yeah. which I'm told is my responsibility now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, so we got What If, which we'll be covering. I believe that's on Wednesdays, so we'll be doing those on Thursday nights. Uh, and then I guess about a month and some change from now, we'll be talking about Shang-Chi, which I'm looking forward to as well, which will be another. That, I think, even more than Black Widow is going to be a great one to see in, in theaters. Yes. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that. All right, let's close it up with our winners and losers for Black Widow. Let's go with those losers. Rob. Um, whatever, whatever the Harvey Weinstein dude was, he was the fucking worst. And he, <laughs> and, and that was so great when, when she just smashed her nose and she's like, guess what? Oh uh, yeah. My olfactory senses are, are now numbed and I can beat the shit out of you. That was one of the most satisfying scenes in a film I've seen in a while. So, mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. sure. Keen. Uh, this one gets a little deep, uh, but my loser there's multiple people. It's the the kids that grew up with uh with Yelena and uh, Natasha, and just yeah. all of a sudden they're not there anymore. Though like they're fr- like because when she was riding her bike, there was like, "Hey Natasha, saying hi or whatever," and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened to her, and they probably mm-hmm. still talk about her to this day. <laughs> yeah. So the kids that uh grew up with them, yeah, Marsley. Uh, I-, I was gonna say something else, but thinking about that, like. Maybe the kids that didn't make it through the Black Widow program. Oof. Like, yeah. 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 Rough. It's, it's really rough. It, it's pretty dark, but blame Keen. He made me think of it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the pigs. Pigs as the as the losers, um, especially the ones that maybe don't survive that program. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, Damn. Uh, the ones that do seem to have a pretty, pretty decent, you know, pretty decent life. Um, but being that kind of sentient, <laughs> you know, having that kind of uh, brain power as a pig, uh, I don't know, would drive me nuts. Maybe that's, that's how we get spider pig. <laughs> spider pig, spider pig. Um, we'll hit those winners, Marcelie. Uh, I gotta say, Elena. She was, she was just. She stood out. She she was the star of the movie, and she has the Black Widow mantle as of, as far as um, you know we can assume. Um, yeah, just yeah. Florence Pugh's uh, performance was just was great, and I, I love the the story arc that she got in this one movie. I I feel like you know she was like the emotional backbone of of the film, um, and she was the one who carried most of the humor um, aside from. Uh, Red Guardian. So, yeah, she she's a rock star. So I gotta say, uh, Florence. Yeah, Keen. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, deep once again uh, <laughs> because uh, I do believe the the guy that questioned Red Guardian on whether or not he really fought Captain America. If I read my reports right, he is actually Ursa Major, which is a character that's like kind of deeper within Marvel. Um, so I want to say the winner is Marvel fans because they're building another team because that's a Canadian Super Force team. So yeah, Alpha, I'm very excited. Alpha Force. Alpha Force. There it is. Mm-hmm. We yep. might get to see. We might get to see Puck, Puck? who's like the only, <laughs> one of the only superheroes that's canonically that shorter play. than Logan <laughs> or Sasquatch. Yeah. Uh, Sasquatch is in there, right? Yeah. Alpha, Alpha Flight. Force. Yeah. Alpha <laughs> Flight. Alpha Flight. <laughs> Yeah, and like, they got the the two guys from the uh, Strange Brew in there, I think, too, right? Yes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Bob and Doug McKenzie are. are in there. <laughs> oh and Eugene Levy. Um, all right. Uh, for me, or no, Rob, you, who you got? Oh yeah, uh, my winner. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with small town uh, airports. You know, they're. they're <laughs> They're sprinkled all over the map, and usually they've got like, like a restaurant attached to them where you can just watch <laughs> the planes take off. Yeah. And um, 
and I remember growing up going to this place called the Flying W by where Lumberton, New Jersey, where I grew up. And it was like the the smallest, tiniest little airport. But Sally Starr, the children's television host, <laughs> used to do a weekend every right. Sunday. She would be there just broadcasting on some radio station. And I got to meet Sally Starr. So I think more people should really just frequent your your local small town amateur pilot uh, airport. And they've usually got like a good Reuben on the menu or something. So. Mm-hmm. Or check out the hit TV show Wings. Yeah, on, <laughs> probably streaming on a free channel uh, or the on, Roku it's channel. Gotta be on Peacock, right? It's <laughs> yeah. on Peacock. At this uh, point, it, gotta be. Could be. Uh, it's hard to tell with because uh, sometimes Tony Shaloub, a young Tony Shaloub, and Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, uh, and Tim Daly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's real. Who's guess, who of? Which one's the cool or who was? To winging it on Wings, <laughs> a podcast within a podcast. The show, that show had like seven or eight seasons too, man. It was great. It yeah. was great. Um, for me, the winner, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with uh, Rachel Weiss. Telegraph that <laughs> early on. Uh, Rachel Weiss for um, just be as the character, but also as the as the actress, as the character Melina for putting family above, uh, you know, not even blood, but putting the family, the feel of family above above everything uh, and using all her powers to uh to get everybody keep everybody safe yeah i was actually concerned uh, that she was gonna turn on that yeah. uh during the one uh the one scene but i yeah i'm very glad that she she like double crossed the the bad guys yeah and um, i also i know we didn't talk about it but i also loved the the table scene when uh uh she and alexi were flirting with each other and it was making the girl <laughs> really uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. that was great yeah, uh, I'm always a sucker for any of those because it's now a it's it's in so many movies where something happens you're like oh no and then they cut to like here's what we're gonna do <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this is how we're gonna fool the audience mm-hmm. uh, kinds of kinds of moments I love those all right that'll do it for uh, this episode of Oh Snap and MCU podcast covering Black Widow back in a few weeks covering what if as we as we talked about uh, and hopefully with a uh, a fuller cast not that you all were not excellent company and commentators. Thank you, Marceline. Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Rob. Thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.